Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, how are we all on this uh, Tuesday? Peter Vlahos with you uh, here until six o'clock. Thanks to Hayes and Marto. They're back with the run home again between three and five tomorrow. Well, a big show coming up. We're going to focus over the next couple of nights leading into the weekend into the Festival of Football. Now, Manchester United are conducting an open training session on Thursday at the WACA ground. I remember when they were here three years ago at the WACA. There were tens of thousands of people that flocked down to the WACA. Maybe the weather that's forecast for Thursday may deter a few of the Red Devils fans from heading down there. There is a bit of rain forecast for Thursday. But saying that, if uh, they are expats that have come from the UK and have followed Manchester United, they're used to watching their team in the elements, whether it be freezing cold, driving rain, even snow. Unlike, in some ways, AFL supporters, that can be a bit fair weather. If it rains, they tend to stay away. But we're going to be focusing. We'll speak to somebody from Manchester United tomorrow night. And tonight, we'll be speaking to a gentleman who scored the most important goal in the history of the Aston Villa Football Club. It was the 1982 European Cup final. And now that European Cup is known as the Champions League. Venture down the left. There's a good ball played in for Tony Morley. European glory for Aston Villa back uh, 40 years ago. And we'll speak to the man that scored the goal, Peter With, on this program uh, in the next half an hour here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. Manchester United leads Crystal Palace. In fact, Manchester United are playing Crystal Palace tonight at the MCG. Gets underway at 10 minutes past six our time. Uh, and, of course, after that, they start heading west to play at Optus Stadium. And what a busy weekend it will be here at Optus Stadium. Leeds United against Crystal Palace on the Friday. Manchester United against Aston Villa on the Saturday. And then on Sunday, back to AFL with West Coast taking on St Kilda. Interesting regarding St Kilda, uh, the St Kilda players have put themselves through one of their most confronting reviews of the season yesterday. It's been leaked today that a player-led conversation was really honest and truthful and laid bare all the thoughts in a bid to end a horror form slump. Finals bound at 8-3. Uh, 
uh, before the bye. It's now nine and eight with five losses in their past six matches by an average of 35 points. The Saints have fallen outside the top eight, if only by percentage. But the club's leadership group, including star defender Callum Wilkie, drove the hard chats in the review of the match that resolved to address their lack of consistency by taking total responsibility for their on-field actions. Of course, they come to Perth and they take on the Eagles here on Sunday and we'll have to see what their reaction will be. Well, yesterday there was a big announcement regarding the Perth glory, a man that is certainly very well revered as one of the leading administrators in football here in this country. He's been the CEO of Sydney FC when they brought out Alessandro Del Piero all those years ago. He was instrumental in securing that uh, huge deal that gave the A-League an enormous boost, has been the CEO of the Wellington Phoenix and the last four years has been the man in charge of the Perth glory. The highs and last season, what was a very difficult time for the club. But as I mentioned, a very well-respected administrator and CEO. And Tony Pinata now joins us here on Drive with Peter Vlahos here on SENWA. Tony, thanks for your time. Pleasure, Peter. Sad to see you go. Uh, yeah, look, it was a very emotional day yesterday. Um, I actually sort of uh, just held it together when I told the uh, the players and the staff. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeves. And, um, yeah, look, I've I've had a, an amazing four and a bit years here at uh, Perth Glory, and I've loved, I loved the city, and I've met so many nice people i've made made so many friends and um yeah i've really enjoyed my time but uh for me it's probably time to sort of uh recharge and go back home and spend some time with uh with my family of course your family's based in melbourne and you were the ceo of the glory all through that covid scenario where you're in lockdown you couldn't get back to perth you couldn't get to melbourne that was trying times for you and also other members of the football club wasn't it yeah, look, it's a difficult time for for everyone here at the club. Um, you know, we've had a, you know, disrupted uh, probably uh, two and a half seasons uh, with COVID. Last year, last season was probably the worst I've ever experienced in in 15 years. I've been involved in the A League, um, which border closures. A team playing over in uh, New South Wales and Tassie, and our W League team basically been based in New South Wales, Sydney for the uh, for their whole season. And uh, you know, we went through that turmoil at Christmas time with our players in lockdown in a hotel in Brisbane and trying to get them home for Christmas so uh, it was very tough times but um, look we all stuck together we all did what we had to do Um, it wasn't a great season on the pitch um, for various circumstances but uh, yeah it was uh, one that I want to put behind and uh, (laughs) never revisit. Yeah, but there were some highs and one cannot forget of course the A-League Grand Final here at Optus Stadium where Sydney FC beat the glory on penalties, the Premier's plate. And they were buoyant times for the club, and you were responsible for luring uh, the very high-credentialed Tony Popovich to come over here and be coach-manager of the side. And at that stage, of course, uh, the head of football operations was one Jacob Burns, who, by the way, I just bumped into accidentally down City Beachway just the other day, and he's looking certainly very fit and uh, very helpful, ha- healthy and very happy. But tell us about that moment when you lured someone like Tony Popovich here across the country to take on the Perth glory. Yeah, look, actually, Tony was um, 
in discussions already with uh, Jacob and uh, Peter Philopoulos, the uh, CEO at the time. Um, I remember speaking with uh, our owner, Tony. Um, he had a couple of other names he was floating around. And I said, look, if you can get um, Tony uh, Popovich, uh, you know, it's going to be amazing for the club. And um, we actually started on the same day. Um, and look, it was, you know, he was brilliant to work with. Uh, um, you know, we really got together a fantastic squad. You know, we'd lured players like, um, you know, Chris Economides, Branovic, um, Jason Davidson. And then, you you know, top it off, you had uh, Diego Castro, Andy Keogh, um, Liam Reddy already here, um, Shane Lowry, Granty. Uh, it was a formidable team uh, back in 1819. Uh, and, you know, we won our first... Silverware. And I remember sitting in the restaurant in Melbourne having lunch with Tony Sage, um, talking about you know coming here. And uh, I remember saying to uh, to my wife Anna, I said, "Look, I'm just going to catch up with uh, Sage for lunch." She goes, "Don't you do anything stupid, all right?" I said, "No, no, I'll talk to you first. You'll you'll be the first person to know." So, driving out of the car park, uh, out of uh, the restaurant, I, I rang and said, "Look, I'm going to Perth tomorrow." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, that's how quick it was, and I I really you know, believed in. What um, what Sage was trying to do, and uh, with the club, and uh, you know, he uh, assured me that Popper Popper had signed, um, and we had, a, you know, and I, I promised him that you know we'll win silverware this year because I know he hadn't won anything, and we ended up winning the previous plate, albeit we couldn't do the double, but that week leading into the grand final has to be the highlight, you know, especially that game against Adelaide uh, when it went to penalties and then that whole week of selling the grand final out. Uh, just just an amazing time in Perth, to be mm. honest. It was. Uh, and you mentioned your wife, uh, and she's been so supportive. She has come over a few times and I've had the pleasure of meeting her at the chairman's functions. It wouldn't have been possible for Tony Pignata if there wasn't that understanding from your partner. No, she's been putting up with me since uh, 2007. You know, Sydney, you know, for various reasons because of, you know, kids and schooling and all that sort of stuff. So, no, my my wife has been uh, the rock for me. Um, She's really supported me in everything I I do and and continue to do. And and, and both my boys, Jack and Max, who, you know, moved, you know, a little bit older now and um, they're all working. They've been very supportive of of, of what I do. And, uh, you know, you need that 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 balance, that support. Otherwise, it's uh, very very hard to 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 do anything. So, um, you know, I really appreciate what they've done for me. Tony is an A League club, an A League club. Are all they all different? You've now sampled the wares of three as the CEO. Is there something different about each club, or basically the fundamentals are, are very much the same? Um, look, the fundamentals are the same. You um, you know, recruit players. You've got player issues like every other club. Um, you know, the, the structures are all the same. You know, you're following the same salary cap. Um, probably the one thing I've noticed at, at Sydney FC was just the media profile of a club like that. I mean, Sydney is, is a massive club. Um, you know, you've got a lot of fans, a lot of, uh, I suppose, uh, interest in, in the club. Um, you're under the scrutiny. Um, but, you know, Wellington was, 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 was amazing as well, where we... Basically went there. I had six weeks to get the team up and running, and the whole club up and running uh, as a new club. But, uh, um, but you know, even even here in Perth, I, it, I mean, we saw it as I said that grand final where you can get fifty six thousand into a stadium, and uh, you know, I hear about the you know the, the good old days of glory days, and and you know, we managed to, to sell out quite a few games here at uh, uh, HBF Park. Uh, you know, that Phil the Park one where we played Melbourne Victory, and unfortunately we lost that 
that game two nil to them, and you know even to round one of the last season where you know we signed Sturridge and we sold that out. So um, they're all different, but fundamentally they're all the same, and and all fans are so passionate about their uh, their club, which makes the league to be honest. Yeah, there was a lot of highs certainly in your time at the Perth Glory. You mentioned uh, that player Daniel Sturridge. Was that one of the the real lows for you? The fact that. He didn't contribute, uh, unfortunately, due to injury or whatever during the course of this past season and basically just meekly walked away at the end. Yeah, look, um, Daniel, you know, fantastic person. We, we spoke, um, unfortunately, yeah, for injury, etc. What really disappointed me with Daniel was his uh, exit from the club. Um, he didn't take time to thank his fans. For whatever reason, you should have that time. And uh, I know that a lot of fans... You know, came and watched him play when they could, um, and that's that's disappointing for me that he just left. Um, you didn't want to, you know, come to our MGP. Um, you know, you can you can do so much, but in the end, I just said, look, you know, that's 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 the way you want to be. That that's fine. But uh, that was my biggest disappointment with with Daniel was uh, the way he exited the club um, <clears throat> and not not thanking the fans, not even coming in and saying goodbye um, to to the staff, and and you know that 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 was disappointing, and uh, you know. Maybe one day I'll meet him and I'll tell him face-to-face um, because uh, I believe that you respect everyone um, in life um, and you, you get what you get. Mm. So, Tony, you'll be staying f- on for a little while longer. Uh, the club, of course, is very, very active in recruiting and, and player contracts. So you will stay around for a, a little while longer until everything gets settled and maybe signed off. Is that what your charter is now? Yeah, look, I sat down with um, with with Sage and said, look, you know, I'm here. Whatever you need, you know, if you get a, a CEO sooner or later, no problem. So, you know, if a new CEO comes in, for example, next week or whatever, then, you know, I'm happy to do a transition, a handover, the sort of uh, you know, operational stuff that I've got to sort of uh, sort out. So, yeah, I'm 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 here till end of September anyhow, um, and uh, you know, keep working. Um, you know, we just signed overnight, well, yesterday, um, you know, Aaron from uh, Hearts. So there's still a bit bit to be done, and um, I'm here um, helping out as much as I can. Yes, Aaron McKenniff uh, from Hearts uh, on his way to be part of the Perth Glory. So the Glory have been certainly very active in the preseason. Your thoughts on the A-League overall, Tony? Uh, I think you're a person to certainly give an opinion, and it, it would be very well respected because you've been involved with it for so many years. Your thoughts on where it sits at the moment? Yeah, look, I'm normally half, you know, the glass is half full. But um, look, last year was probably the worst in, in the 15 years that I've been involved in the A-League. I think it was the worst in the ever A-League history. Um, but that was, you know, for circumstances with COVID, with teams falling over and fixtures. And, and I really sympathise with the fans and the members who, you know, fork out, you know, sort of a lot of money to, you know, to, to, to cop midweek games and, and all that sort of stuff. So this year is, is all about how do we change that? How do we now go forward? You know, the fixture's about to be released hopefully later this week. There'll be no midweek games. We're having FIFA World Cup uh, window breaks. There's going to be a three-week break for the uh, uh, the World Cup uh, later this year in November, December. Um, and, you know, we're hoping that the game, well, it's going to be marketed a lot more. Um, there's going to be better structure. Um, and we really need now to get the fans back uh, to uh, to the stadiums and and watching it on uh, on Paramount um, and I know Paramount hasn't been the greatest I suppose um, 
you know, entrance in terms of a uh, a medium to watch games. But um, you know, we, we're we're lucky that we do have someone like Paramount slash Channel Ten that are investing in the game, and we need to keep promoting that. You know, part of our <clears throat> charter this year was to give every member that signs up a a Paramount subscription, um, so that they can sort of load it on their. Uh, TVs and, and watch the glory when we uh, when they can't make the games or we're playing away. So that's that's the push by every club, and mm. uh, we're hopeful that uh, this year we can uh, turn the corner and get fans uh, excited again. A couple of more questions before I let you go, Tony. We will see you before, of course, you depart uh, towards the end of September. But I know one of your projects, and it's been very well documented. And I've spoken to Peter Bocop, who, of course, is the chief operations officer for Venues West. The fact that HBF Park won't be available till about January as it prepares for the Women's World Cup next year, and there's going to be some major developments there. I know one of your charters is to try and see whether Perth Glory do play uh, their early games here at home. Are you any closer to locking something down? Yeah, look, we, we are. We're very close. Um, you know, I'm not hiding the fact that Joondalup is probably the preferred option. Um, we're just waiting now on the fixtures, but... Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that you know we do have now games we can play, and then you know we we cop something like HBF Park uh, out of action due to the World Cup renovations. But uh, I think um, you know I'm excited to, to play the games at Joondalup. I know some people are going to say you know it's a bit far, and um, you know, but um, you know it, it allows us to play games at home instead of playing all our games away. Um, the venues. You know the facilities are, you know, not as great as HBF Park, but um, they're, they're you know, adequate to, to play A League games. So um, we're hoping we can sign that off in the next um, couple of weeks and uh, and announce it. Yeah, that's a soccer heartland for sure, uh, up there in the far northern suburbs. And what about the transition to Fremantle Oval? How have you found that? Yeah, look, it's fantastic. Um, I'm probably the, you know, the most proud of pushing to get um, this uh, facility here where the old dockers used to train. Um, you know, we've decked it out. We've got our own offices now, the gym's there, the great kitchen, uh, players' lounge, um, and uh, and it's ours. You know, new change rooms for the men, new change rooms for the women, um, you know, big medical rooms. Um, and I think the uh, it's what, what was needed for the club. It feels like a real professional. We're not sharing with the Western Force or Rugby WA anymore. It's, it's our our own venue, our own facility, and we can do with what we want with it. And uh, that's exciting. And I think all the players love it. Um, you know, coming, you know, coming here and feeling like, you know, having their own, their own home. Yeah. Fantastic. Finally, would Tony Pinata like to stay in football slash soccer, or is it time to maybe move on to another path? Uh, any ideas what you'd like to do going forward? Oh, look, I've, I love this game, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm open to, you know, exploring other options in sport, etc. Um, you know, I'd love to, I, I, I actually really love living in Perth and, you know, we discussed with my wife about actually just moving here and setting up a, a home here as well. Um, so, well, who knows what the future is? I'm just going to take some time, have a break um, and then uh, reassess and then we'll see what, uh, what happens. But um, I'll always be 
uh, involved in the game in one shape or form, and um, I'll make you know now I can really say what I want to say on uh, on Twitter. So uh, for those who follow me, uh, it'd be fantastic. Oh, let's hope you do stay here. It'd be great to have Tony Pinata becoming a, a fully fledged West Australian. I'm pretty sure, man, with your experience and your knowledge, would be uh, certainly sought after when it comes to the sporting landscape here in WA. Good luck, uh, Tony. We'll keep in touch. As I said, you're around for a few more weeks yet. But thanks for sharing some time with us here on the program.